The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond. 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 Say it. (laughs) (laughs) Say it! Beyond? There you go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 180. I'm your host, Greg Miller, alongside the rough customer, Ryan Clements. He only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Beyond. And voice, one of the voices of the new Xbox podcast here on IGN. Podcast Unlocked. Arthur Geese. Hi. Is this your Beyond debut, Arthur? I think it might be. All right. I think I've only done on Scoff with you. Scoff? Pre- prepare to have a radically different podcasting experience. Well, no, Arthur, I don't know if you know this, everybody. Oh, wait, so Arthur they're not going to sing like a G6 at the end of the podcast? Uh, actually, that's this is, that's where we started that, the whole okay. singing at the end of the show. Yeah, so stuff it. You can't take that from us. Uh, Arthur is a man in demand. Arthur, you work hard at IGN. Do you, are you aware of this? Has, has somebody ever told you this? I haven't <laughs> slept enough lately to know whether or not I work Every time I walk IGN. by your desk, you're playing something. And I'm like, I never play games here. And Arthur is always reviewing something or doing something. <laughs> so good good on you. Oh, thanks, sir. No problem. Uh, you're here to talk about Crisis 2. I am. Because that came out this Crisis week. 2. It did. Uh, we're jumping right to topic of the week. Crisis 2. So Crisis 2, out. And it's amazing. It is pretty pretty fucking good. The best say looking. Fuck? Yeah, you yes, can say whatever you want. Fuck all bitch, of our man. all of our uh, co- uh, podcasts are explicit. Uh, it's muffin good. Yeah, there you go. Um, tell me all about it. it. It's in the future. It looks like I don't it know is. if I like that. Uh, it is in a. <laughs> it's in a future that that is, as I say in the review, more like the day after tomorrow. And I don't mean the the movie, the day after tomorrow. No. Just like, like imagine if you take take the world ten years ago and then take the world now, uh-huh. and it's that sort of change. Gotcha. So it's still recognizable, but there are clearly things that have shifted. Um, so it's amidst chaos and catastrophe in New York City between a weird virus and an alien invasion and martial law. Wow. They, cool. they, wait, there's a weird virus also happening during this alien invasion? Yes. Can't oh, catch that doesn't a break. sound good. Can't catch a break. Oh, that's yeah. a one-two punch right So there. as you're going around New York, you're seeing like all these biohazard things in areas that are totally closed off and just stacks of body bags and burned-out ambulances and things oh. like that. God, that sounds awesome. Why no, no, am no, I no. not playing this game right now? Mm. You totally didn't talk about the sweet got, virus part yesterday. I, I didn't I didn't want to spoil things in my review. Yeah. And we also got fuck all for copies of that game too. So that's yeah. why you're not playing it yet. I'm gonna steal one tonight. I'm gonna do it. You can try. I'm going can find to it. Alright, fine. You have to fight um story's good? Uh the story is there for you to find. Honestly. Okay. <laughs> 
I, I, it's hard to do a good, interesting sh story in a shooter. I mean, I think that that's been demonstrated again and again. Um, a lot of the stories that people think are good in shooters are, oh, well, it's an interesting fiction, or, oh, well, this is an interesting setting, or, man, there's, like, so much backstory to dig in through here. This resonates with me because I played all these other games. Like, So Crisis 2's story is there t for you to find. There's a, a narrative thread that goes through as to why you're there, what's happened to you, what you need to do. Mm -hmm. But there's also like emails to collect and flashbacks to look at to sort of fill in the gaps and to sort of explore the world and find the story that it has to tell you. So, so I have to do the work to get the story. You do have to do work to get the story. What, what's the hook here? What makes it a nine? What's, what's so great about it? Uh, the nano suit. Okay. So you play as a recon marine named Alcatraz. It never explains why your name is Alcatraz. <laughs> you were born there. <laughs> Angry parents, I guess. Uh, you are going to New York to rescue a scientist and your submarine is attacked by something and then your entire squad is killed. You're, you land on the shore of New York and a strange thing happens and you find yourself in possession of something called the nano suit, mm. which is this combat armor that's part organic that has an artificial intelligence and in basically you are trying to figure out what's happened to you to try to escape, to help somebody and so on from there. Um, the nano suit has different modes there's strength, stealth, and cloak. Okay. Uh, I'm liking this game so far, by the way. So basically, you have a finite amount of energy and these powers. Uh, and every power takes energy to use. Um, like if you have armor on, getting hit decreases your, your energy. If you're in stealth moving or just even standing still, having stealth active uh -huh. uh, drains energy. And the more you move, the faster you move, the more your energy drains. Uh, in strength mode, doing, say, a 15-foot jump or kicking a car across the street, like, takes energy. Of course. Um, Just like real life. Right, exactly. <laughs> so you need to eat, like, your cliff bar and then kick yeah. your car across the street. I think uh, that's what Charles does before he rides his bike. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it becomes this sort of exercise in, in looking at a situation, thinking, well, maybe I'll try to cloak and sneak around behind these guys and throw C4 on this car and kick it over to them, and as soon as I have their attention, detonate it. Gotcha. Or I'm going to, like, basically have such fine control over my cloak that I will be cloaked, uncloaked for the, a split second, fire, then recloak. Because if you fire when you're actually cloaked, you'll drain all your energy. Interesting. So it's about fine, fine control over your powers in various combat situations. And there's a ton of options for pretty much every combat scenario, whether... They're the ones that your suit informs you about because there's this artificial intelligence that's sort of assessing the combat situation in front of you at all times. Uh, or other ways. Like, I've, I've played through the game about three and a half times now, and every time I've played, I've found new ways to approach pretty much every combat situation. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes multiple times in the same game because I will get killed and have to start over because the checkpoints are not very good. <laughs> but uh, Not like Ghostbusters Sanctum and Sly. Yeah, oh, Ghostbusters Sanctum and Sly has some great checkpoints. We'll get to that. Uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get Ghostbusters. It's just rewards. So eventually. aside uh, from the fact that the gameplay is actually very complicated and complex and rewarding if you put time into it and sort of understand it, I mean, the game is pretty amazing looking and sounding. So Now. Uh, let me let me ask you a question here real quick, Greg. Yes, sir. Don't Go. get ahead of yourself here. I want, I want to maybe just get a... Colin's been working on an attitude all week long, I'll have you know. You're, yeah? Yeah. All right. He gave me some Italian sausage over the weekend. I think he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> Just leave that as ambiguous <laughs> as possible. <laughs> that didn't sound particularly <laughs> ambiguous. Uh, <laughs> gave you a little Italian sausage. <laughs> so, uh, Arthur, I'm almost uh, my dick. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm most curious about, Arthur, is uh, obviously the first crisis came out in 2007 on PC or whatever. Yes. So how 
How does this game connect to the first game, and can people enjoy it and get a full experience without having experienced the first Crisis? Uh, yes, you can, because the first Crisis is, is sees the first Crises. <laughs> is there more than uh, one first Crisis? There is Crisis and Crisis Warhead, which is War. sort of an expansion okay. side story thing. I know somehow fit into this, but it's not uh, really They important. do. They take place three years before this. Okay. Um, there's only one returning character from the original two games. His name is Prophet. He was the commander of your character's unit in Crisis and Crisis Warhead. Uh, and his presence is explained and makes sense. And there are things you find out throughout the game that link the two back together and explain exactly what happened. Um, if you played the first game, there are things that will make more sense or little like offhanded mentions of things that will sort of click the way that playing sequels tends to do. Okay. But it's not the story isn't so focused on what happened on Lingshan Island, which is the setting of the first one, that you'll really need to know anything more than weird shit went down on Lingshan Island, which it tells you. <laughs> uh, Player, weird okay. shit went down. And on also, this it's unlike the last game, which just sort of blows through the tor- the tutorial section of using the suit and exactly what the suit does. This spends about forty five minutes to an hour acquainting you with the suit powers and the situations you can use them in, and then spends about another hour sort of explaining different combat situations to you without saying as much. So there's a good hour and a half to two hour of sort of easing you into the meat and potatoes of what Crisis gameplay is about. The Italian sausage of the yes. experience yeah. as well. How, uh, I actually then it heard... fucks you with it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to ask you this yesterday, but how does uh, how long is the campaign? How long did it take uh, you? The first time I played through it, the campaign clock said eight and a half hours. Okay, got it. The... The Arthur clock, the Arthur clock my favorite estimated clock. more like eleven and a half. A nice right. meaty campaign because is what we if, need. Like yeah. the the time that you you spend watching like briefing videos or dying and starting over or just a million other things like that isn't counted in the clock. Got it. So it's cool. like it's the opposite of like a Bioware RPG where you're like Jesus Christ I left it paused and it's counting that as time played. <laughs> I uh, hate that. I really, yeah, I really demand that all pause screens cut off the the clock. Got to bring up the cross media in Mass Effect Two, where I actually would save and pause and then reload that save to know exactly how long it took when nice. I was reviewing. It's because I know there are other people there that are are compulsive about their in-game clocks because yeah. I, I too I've restarted games not like really deep but like a few hours in. If I'm like, man, I've only been playing this game for 20 minutes, I paused it and now it says three hours. I got to restart. <laughs> Colin, I wow. love that. That's awesome. I would totally do the same thing. So there's there's quite a meaty campaign, and there's also a sort of New Game Plus mechanic where you will earn the ability to upgrade your suit throughout the game. To, to You have like four slots uh, of abilities, and you have multiple abilities to buy for each slot, and you switch between them um, as you like. Uh, some of them are really expensive, and... If you, any upgrades you have are available for any level you previously completed. So if if you play through the game and you upgrade your suit most of the way, then you can actually go on a harder difficulty and still have all those upgrades available to you. Nice. You were saying everything I want to hear, it's buddy. Good for this game sounds cool. Yeah, it does. Game. It's funny. Is there multiplayer? Have to worry about the multiplayer. The multiplayer is somewhere between Call of Duty and Halo as okay. far as pacing. I mean, you have the suit abilities the whole time, and you buy upgrades to your suit. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's fun. There are just some problems right now with invisibility, uh, nano vision, which is like a predator type vision, and snipers. Okay. Um, but other than that, it, there is fun to be had. There's not a lot of people playing the PS3 multiplayer version right now. Because of you. It could be. <laughs> Get yeah. to the heart of the matter here. You sold the PS3 up the river with, a, with some BS claims. With a very sad nine. Oh my god. <laughs> 
and a, a apparently very disappointing 8.5 in graphics for the PS4. That, now, talk about this a little bit. That was the difference, right? The, there was there was a, a pretty noticeable difference between the visuals on the 360 version and the, the PS3 version, to say nothing of the PC version, obviously. Yeah. Um, Who cares about that? The 360 version and the PC version, if you set them both to the same resolution, like 1280 by 720, uh-huh. um, they look extremely similar. Okay. Uh, if you set the 360 version and the PS3 version next to each other, there are some pretty big differences throughout the game. Do they pull you out of the experience? I mean, you gave them both nines, right? Correct. Right. I don't. The only thing that really, the times you're pulled out of the experience on PS3 are the same times that you're pulled out of the experience on 360. Okay. It's just a little worse in a lot of places. Or a lot worse in a, in a few places, uh, and if you have the choice between the two systems, then one is a superior option to the other. Okay. But that doesn't mean that the other version sucks. Of it course. It just means it's the less awesome, awesome game. <laughs> less awesome, mm. awesome. Game. And not even really that, because they got the same score. Yes. As far as honestly, as far as shooters on the PlayStation Three, I think it's the best shooter option on PlayStation Three whoa, since whoa, Bad Company whoa. Two. You're calling this the Killzone Three Killer? I didn't actually think Killzone Three was very fun. I'm, I'm Me joking. neither. No, I, no, I don't, nobody here in this room. <laughs> did you finish it? No, I played about out really. three I finished and a half it. hours. I oh, just, sorry. <laughs> it's it's difficult to compare because Killzone is trying very hard to be Call of Duty. But in but, space. But in space. I mean, the aesthetic is different, and obviously <laughs> it looks better than Call of Duty. Uh, uh. Um, but it's it's very linear. It's very controlled. Um, you have one path all the time. And I think that Crisis 2 manages something much more interesting with its gameplay. And I think it looks better. Like, it's not... Like, Killzone relies on a very stylized version of reality where it's super high contrast, super post-processed. Mm. Um, Crisis 2 is all about just shining light on everything and making everything really gorgeous all the time. Um, and on very fine detail on stuff that's close to you, like, look, just looking at things like your hands is just really impressive on Crisis 2. Um, in a way that I just don't think that Killzone is. Right. And I think it controls better. I'm excited, Greg. Me too. And since I control the library, that copy of P- no, the PS3 copy on. has to go through me first, so I don't know. If, he, no. you, you couldn't even get it to me yesterday. No, no, you, can, no, you, can, take, no, you can take it first. All right. I'm going to play Dragon Age. Arthur, yes. thank you for talking about Crisis with us. Thank you for having me. Can you go to your desk now and find it and give it to me? <laughs> <laughs> I can try. All right. I can try. Who else could possibly have it? Me uh, and you were the only ones to take PS3 games. Where the hell do the games in our library disappear to? I don't know. We've been talking I about this. I have the same answer for you, sir. Interesting. Uh, All right, Arthur, get the fuck out of here, you Xbox. Nobody wants you. Exactly. <laughs> get off my porch. Woo. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Did right, I stop no, we're it? Still, we're still good. I didn't stop good. it? All right. No, it's good. a new table. I thought. Oh, it yeah, this right. is a new table. Table could hold Thanks, up. Thanks, Arthur. Bye, Arthur. We love you. Bye, Arthur. Go Take do care. more work. All right. Sleep. That was interesting, huh? A little, little, little game little... discussion for a change. Well, it's, it's like Toto to was a little earlier. I'm going to move back to my normal chair now. Okay. Um, maybe if you got here on time, you would have had your normal chair. Sorry, dude. It's been a hectic go. Oh, uh, here it comes. Easy. Here comes you've been coming, excuses. You've been coming, so yesterday, I go... Oh, so yesterday, excuses. I find... Excuses, you're coming out of college. Come on, everybody. <laughs> yesterday, I find... So yesterday, Get a bucket, everybody. There's a lot of excuses pouring out of there. I keep on, dude, I keep on having to adjust your level right, so much. I, I wrote my, uh, my swarm review yesterday. Yeah, and, here we uh, go. So, first, I, I, you know, Greg's like, can you read my Ghostbuster Sanctum of whatever the hell it's called? Slime. Slime. You got through every word. 
word except the last sanctum one. Sanctum of something. It's a sanctum of I don't know. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I'll read it. And I, pro- I proofed it and I did all that. And I was like, hey, Greg, can you proof my swarm review? And, he, and he's like talking to some kids outside, some readers. Time out. Here's how it goes. We are working in an office <laughs> full of editors. Full of editors, Ryan Clements. There's a million people around here. Colin is so desperate for me to read the swarm review, he exits the building to find me. <laughs> I like your... And I, I thought, oh my god, we're on a bar. Something's coming up. We gotta go do this. I, I run back in. Reed's not even done yet. It, it was. I was reading it me. over again. Bah, I was just telling you. I, I, I just wanted to. Say, I like your 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 proofs and. Uh, I understand. And then, but then you gave me like some friggin' toot about it. You could have just said no. First off, you could have just said no. First off, anytime either of us gives each other toot, it's a joke. So calm down. It's not a joke now. Don't no, forget to change. Your also, I don't think Colin. I don't think Colin likes my proofs because I'm so hard on him. Even no, I, I, I lo- like. Even no, though I love his writing. No, I like. No, that's not true at all. I like. I like Greg's uh, input on the PSN proofs. Like mm. specifically PSN games. Mm-mm. That's. I have no true. problem with you. I have no problem with your your proofs at all. Okay, as long as you're okay with them. You always try to put emoticons in my reviews. I, 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 I like, you proof anything. <laughs> I always want to make sure that people like I can also modify my my proofing style to best fit what the people need. No, I have no problem. I like a hard review. I mean, I, I like a hard proof. I mean, yeah, you uh, like it hard. Arthur actually gives really good proofs too. I, I gave my proof to someone. Uh, in our office or whatever for a review I wrote and got nothing back on it and then I gave it to Arthur and he ripped it apart Yeah, and that was 10 times more valuable Yeah, you know? for sure so he's definitely another person that I seek out on on the everybody server. has a different style Yeah. so totally when you, when I feel I have something that's really good I, I'm really good to give it to anybody and then when I feel something's weak or needs work I have specific people I want to yeah. go to there you go um, but uh yeah, I mean, I, you know, I have no problem with it. And I'm trying to get better at doing the proofs myself, which is why I, I asked Greg if I could yeah, I give him a sure. proper proof on it. But that's so hard to do. Anyway, yeah, we fine. don't have to talk about writing mechanics too much because I don't think the kids care to, about uh, that. So, there was like five out there. Who was you want, you want to talk about nouns? Since we're all over the place, I want to start with uh, a uh, question of the week. Let's do it, man. I got, uh, you can reach out to us at beyond, do, beyond <laughs> at IGN.com. Sorry, we had a different tone when Arthur was talking. We just got to listen and hear question, hear about a game. Now you, now you have to talk. Fun. Now I got to talk. <laughs> uh, so this one I liked quite a bit. So I'm going. I'm starting off the show with it. It's from Kyle. Hey guys, on the last episode, Greg said he would buy trophies off the PSN store if he could. I thought this would be a fun game for Greg and Colin to play. You're, I want you to chime in, Clements. Okay. But I'm obviously, ready. you're not as obsessed about trophies. I'm listening. I'm here. If to you help. could get trophies for doing these activities in real life, would you do them? All right, Colin? Okay. Lose 10 pounds for a gold. No. Yes, I would totally do that. Lose 10 pounds for a gold? Yeah. I can turn on, like, a bunch of games and get a gold in two seconds. Yeah? This is something cool to do. This is something fun. A platinum, maybe. All right. Maybe. Uh, I would do it. Uh, gain 10 pounds for a gold. Yeah, I mean, that's not even hard. I'd do that for a See, bronze. See, I, I would do that. No, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to die because of what I'm I do. I'm going to gain 10 pounds anyway. I might as well get a trophy for it. Uh, not, but, like, <laughs> nah, you wouldn't do that. All right, go vegetarian for two months for a gold. <laughs> no. I totally would. I can't believe you want to do that. Uh, a, these are gold trophies. Go, I have like 200 of go these. Go vegan for two months for a platinum. No. I wouldn't go vegan for a second because it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I would totally do that too. I, it's just Dude, you would have last about five minutes. It's something goofy to do. It's something goofy uh, to do. It's something goofy and fun to do. <laughs> Dude, vegan. Uh, I don't even get me started. All right. Here's, <laughs> this, is a, this is an easy one, Colin. And yeah. I'll be depressed if you say no to this one. Okay. Watch all the Twilight films in a row for a gold. Yeah, I would do that just out of interest, bro. Yeah, exactly. Who doesn't like vampires? I, I am actually curious about watching Twilight at some I've point. I've seen them all except the most recent one. Okay, got it. They're fine. They're are not they as bad as they're... Okay. I mean, they're not... Don't get me wrong. They're not Oscar-winning movies, but they're not terrible. Okay. Some of the effects are really bad when the werewolf guy comes around. Uh, that th- werewolf guy. Get punched in the balls for a gold. Sure. 
I say no. I, it de- there'd be a lot of depends in this one. Who's right. doing it? Can I see them punch something first to see how hard? You know, I mean, is this full on like? Or is, you know, is, there... is it like an uppercut? Because, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I could probably take the full on punch, straight punch, towards, straight. Yeah, to- but if you're coming from underneath, that changes <laughs> oh that. That God. changes everything. That changes okay. everything. <laughs> Not talk for 24 hours for a gold. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, can, can I just chime in real quick about this one? Yeah. Sometimes I think. You know, because a lot of people aren't very thoughtful <laughs> with their words. Sometimes I think, period. Uh, Good. <laughs> like, some people aren't very thoughtful with their words. People just talk in yeah, style. Yeah, obviously. And I wonder if Comments. you were born with, like, a five million word limit and you cannot say any more than five million words in your entire life. How, right. how, like, you would probably suck. be silent a lot. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, definitely. But it would be interesting. Can right? I see it in my head? Like, the count? Yeah, you I probably, like, yeah. So you have, like, a, you have a, a HUD that you, not only you can see and, and your number is in the corner. When I start, when I start thinking of something I want to say, does it pop up on screen and like then I can see kind of like it's like kind of like Twitter where I like, I see it oh, in you real can see time. Your word. Yeah, okay. All right, cool. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't want to do that, but that wouldn't be hell. I could I could live. Here's one that I I've already done, so okay. I should get the gold for this. Listen to Friday on loop for three hours for a gold. Oh yeah, I would do that to all yeah, my God. Remember that day I was listening to it on YouTube? Yeah, and you I was mad just, at me? I, no, I wasn't mad at all, but I was amazed because I heard it. I, I heard it, or no, rather, I saw you go like you were working, and all of a Twitter, sudden you yeah. alt tabbed, and there were, and Friday came up, and you just scrubbed back to yeah. the beginning and alt tabbed <laughs> back, and I was like, dude, are you just listening to Friday over and over? That's again? a good song. It is a good song. Not play <laughs> PlayStation Three for a week for a gold. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, because you can play PSP. Yeah, play anything. Uh, run a marathon for a gold? No. <laughs> I'm not gonna run a marathon for. I could barely run to catch the Muni. I know, to right? Run a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, thanks. He says, "Hope you had fun answering these." We did, Kyle. We did. That, was, that was a great one. Thank good you very one. much. I'm, I like the good questions. But now let's start the show proper with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. What, what is with this principal's office flag here? This this should be behind like Obama's podium in it, Washington. It should be. There's some there's some things here that we can't talk about that why they're here. So there are some things in the podcast room. Podcast room is always being uh, modified. The new room, we have a new table. Oh, we have a new, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the uh, Colin Moriarty Roper Report, as always. Uh, <coughs> the uh, opinions expressed here and may not be those of Ryan Clements or myself. Yes. Uh, number one, this fall, in commemoration of Resident Evil's 15th anniversary, both Resident Evil Code Veronica X and Resident Evil 4 are coming to the PSN. There's no talk. Uh, there's no talk on move or trophy support for either game yet, but you can certainly expect at least trophy support. Move capabilities, all of the Wii version of RE4 would be nice though. Both games were earlier rumored to be entitled, oh, be, to be titled Resident Evil Revival Selection via Japanese magazine Famitsu. Yeah, the way I understand it is they're on a disc yeah, over there, and here they're going to just be yeah, separate pieces. Hopefully, uh, separate platforms. And also, update from PlayStation Blogs. Since I wrote this, uh, they will have trophies. So okay. obviously, I mean that's obvious, but everyone—I know everyone gets a little nervous. Yeah, I, yeah. I know I do. Hey, speaking of trophies, by the way, just real quick, because yeah. I, I wanted to bring it up, up during the crisis conversation. I did look at—I did look at the crisis list. Yeah. Now there's a very distressing trophy on there. Ooh, okay. It's a bronze for playing multiplayer, but you have to play six months after your first multiplayer match. And I oh, think, but I, I don't think you can manipulate your own game clock. It's probably based on the servers, and thus. You would. No one's gonna get a platinum in that game, no matter how hard they try for, for the six, next months. six months. That's no big deal. Whatever. There, you hold on to it, and there it is. You pop it in, and you're good. I like that. I hate stupid trophies like that. Uh, but back to RE4 uh, here. Yes, yes, we yes, had yes. a conversation on the IMs about it. We uh-huh. were like, "Yo, bro, I'm psyched about this." And my response was, "Old game is old." Yeah. I don't. What? I'm, Dude, not gonna, I'm not gonna get excited for these games again. Okay. A Resident Evil 4 is a 10. It's okay. something, all right. And uh, and. I mean, just period. It's a ten. It's an awesome game. It's the best Resident Evil game. Is that easily? It makes Resident Evil Five look like horse shit. Would you still give it a ten today? Yes. If you were reviewing that game. Yeah. You would give it a ten in graphics. 
Oh, it doesn't have to get a 10 in graphics to get a 10. He's got you there. Uh, He's got you there. <laughs> wait, actually, really? Because yeah. I was told otherwise. Uh, why? Why? If the game plays and the the same and the ambience is the same, okay. Like, in other words, Mega Man eight. Three is still a ten oh. for me. Mega Man Three is an eight bit NES game. You know. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't base how I feel about a game solely or even really remotely on its graphics. That's really the last thing that's important to me. Mm. Graphics and sound aren't important to I'm me looking compared into to, to gameplay and stuff. Are you looking at other tens we've yeah. given? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm I, mean I, 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 I don't know. I love Resident Evil 4. I think a game is like... No, I'm, and you're totally... Tremendous and that's game. totally great. Uh, I was just curious because it... Yeah, it was just surprising to me. I mean, I think it was a beautiful GameCube game. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh, well, back in the day, it looked uh, fantastic. And I, and I think it still looks good. I mean, because I played it on RE... I played RE4 on Wii in like 08. So it hasn't been that recently, but it's still great. It was such it a struggle better than any me, Wii game. <laughs> it was such a struggle for me to get through uh, Resident Evil 4 on the Wii. I just got so bored. Resident Evil games are so boring. You think so? I'm sorry. They're... Terribly boring. You don't like the, the like. You oh, don't like I the found end. half a crest. Now I'll find the other half to get through. Oh no, this guy's coming at me. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, that's I'm like every game. Turn around, that's... Slowly turning around. <laughs> I'm turned around now. The and I'm wiggling the... my wand to stab you. Oh, the, the heavy controls are to make air to add Good to thing the I fear. found all these herbs. This oregano is really gonna set me right. <laughs> you know what's burning now? I mean herbs. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was thinking I have all these guys named Herb here. <laughs> well, Come on, if I'm gonna be joking, I can, I can joke. Well, Europe, yeah. they call them herbs too. So, so we have European listeners. They they can relate to what. Thank you, European guys. listeners. Clearly, I was trying to make you feel better. Uh, but what I like language. about RE4 the most, and I was talking about this with someone, is that the game. You know, we talk about dark games and and really like black games. You know, mm. uh, Resident Evil 4 is really brown, which I think, especially in the beginning, which is really interesting. Like it's it's really dark and, and overcast, and that's what I really loved about the the game from the very beginning. It's awesome that that, that early boss fight on the boat, for instance, is really cool. Um, I'm really excited. I, people that haven't, you know, didn't have a GameCube or didn't, I think they released it on PS2. I didn't get it on PS2. If you haven't they played did. the game, if you haven't played the game, you, you should be really excited because Resident Evil 4 is, is great. And if you like Resident Evil 5, Resident Evil 4 is really going to blow you away because Resident Evil 5 is trash. Hey, Ashley, why don't you hide in this dumpster? <laughs> I'll be back. This is fun stuff. <laughs> you know, what, you know. What? I'm running slowly, but I'm running. I'm crawling over this thing. You know what Resident Evil Four doesn't good thing have? I, oh, I found some ammo. Two bullets. <laughs> it's really gonna help me against the guy with the goddamn sack over his head. Dude, how are you gonna? How? Are we, all right. So you like Dead Space, which is basically yeah. the same game, but in a spaceship. And it's so much faster and awesome. But it has the same ammo scarcity and the same, you know, finding random items to use elsewhere and stuff like that. You have to, you know, you find those little nano, whatever they're called, and you use them to open the doors. Yeah. And okay, the nodes are completely optional, though. Not Opening... all the time. You need them to open doors sometimes. Yeah, to open optional doors. <laughs> that, where there's, like, a, an ammo dump or whatever. I mean, you're basically just being selective on, on the things you like and the things you don't, because Dead Space, is biggest inspiration, obviously, is Resident Evil. And yeah, but it does everything better. It fixes everything that Resident Evil does wrong. Being just... really slow, shitty typewriter text on the screen, having no style, you being awkward. You, you don't like it to be... <laughs> That's, yeah, right. that's so awesome. Uh, like, uh, it has a store instead of some dude who's always there in a what purple hat. What you buying? Like, well, well, that guy's why aren't you getting eaten? Why aren't you getting eaten right now? And he has all these weapons. He, is, is a monster going to eat this dude if he has seven grenades on him? Interesting that I didn't see you run down into the sewer when I passed you. Yes, but sell me this grenade launcher and one grenade. Thank you. <laughs> I think I just think you're being very I I don't know I I think you're being very selective because I know you're a fan of survival horror. I just you know. I really want to go back to the joke. About, Good thing I found these two bullets. <laughs> I mean, oh, I've shot you in the head three times and you didn't go down. Well, it's like, it's the fun. same. What's the same thing with the necromorphs? First of all, you find two or three bullets all over the place in Dead Space. Yeah, but they add up. 
I never. Dude, it, there's it, ammo it, scarcity, especially it, in the second one. I was gonna say the opposite. Dead Space no. Two, I never, never. I, heard I, I never beat the game, but I was running out of ammo a lot. You were shooting too much, bro. Or maybe I wasn't shooting enough. <laughs> Think wow. about that one. Think, everybody. Just, but right, what Resident Evil Four doesn't have is the woman that runs around with you to carry all your items, which is a problem. Just like Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. All right. Number two, F1 2011 has a release date. It's expected to drop on September 23rd. Okay. All right. Let the beat drop. I'm sure there's fans of that game. I, Let I'm the beat drop. There are. There are definitely. There is definitely a hardcore F1 community somewhere. I'm not of them. I am not of their kind, but. I know they exist. Right on. Um, here's the big story of the day. Duke Nukem Forever has been delayed for the thousandth time. Originally <laughs> no for way. May 3rd, uh, stateside, Duke Nukem Forever is now set for June 14th. Europeans will get it on June 10th. All right, well, that's not too huge of a delay. But Everyone hysterical. stop caring about Duke Nukem. I know. Nukem. Who gives a shit? Are you kidding me? That game looks like trash. Here's a spoiler. Probably going to be a 6.5, I bet. I'm not <laughs> reviewing it. I have not talked to – I have no idea who's reviewing it. I'm just telling you on the demos I've based, it'll be lucky to get a 6.5. That's Greg Miller's prediction. Like yeah. I like I said a million times, they not endorsed by IGN or anyone here. Right. They should have finished the 3D Realms version of the game, the old version of the game, release it as a ten dollar downloadable. That would have been much more interesting. It would have the old like vaporware feel where we, we didn't know if we were gonna ever get this game, but they finished it with those tools. You know, that would have yeah. been a cooler way. Instead of remaking it again, like there's so many shooters. Who what? Duke Nukem is irrelevant. It's like we talk about we talk about Leisure Suit Larry. Leisure Suit Larry was really big in the 80s and early 90s. No one gives a shit about Leisure Suit Larry yeah. anymore. That's why the new game had no effort into it and no one cared about it. Well, yeah. until you hear about Leisure Suit Larry forever, bro. Oh, it's just, bro. It just went into development. Leisure Suit Larry 17? Yeah. Back to relevance? He's <laughs> <laughs> a great subtitle. <laughs> Back to relevance. Okay, number four. Wizardry, Labyrinth of Lost Souls, an old-school-styled <laughs> RPG, will be released on PSN this spring via publisher Exceed. That's awesome. Wizardry is super old-school. I don't know anything about it. Tell me about I, it. Yeah, it's an old, it's an old, it's a really like one of the oldest RPG uh, series. Is this the one that like uh, Tom Hanks played in Big? <laughs> yes, that is the that is the one. I've always wanted to play that game. No. When is that coming uh, to PSN? <laughs> what was it like? Melt the ice with love. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh man, about, go watch yeah. Big. Oh, you, you never seen Big? I don't think maybe so. Maybe maybe that what really? I don't you know think where so. he he wishes to be big? Yeah, I just I know the movie. I just don't know if I've ever seen it. That is crazy. Oh, that's, a, that's a great film, dude. That is crazy talk. Uh, I mean, I know you don't see a lot of movies. Yeah, but well, still big. Here's the thing, though. I uh, this is what we always talk about because it's true. I don't. I miss a lot of uh, a move, movie references, which I totally understand. I need to catch up on movies. Yeah. So that's all well and good. I I have seen a lot of movies when I was young that I guess I just don't have a good long-term memory because I don't remember seeing them. But I have seen them because then when someone's like, hey, let's sit down and watch this movie you've never seen, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm sitting there and I'm like, hey, I've actually seen this before. You're just reciting line for line. (laughs) But uh, also keep in mind that whereas my movie knowledge might be uh, low, my anime knowledge is much higher than Mm, anyone in the mm, office. mm. I can understand that. Not like it necessarily matters, but it is something. Okay. Something all right. Is Number five. <laughs> Ubisoft's PS3 exclusive Splinter Cell trilogy has been delayed. Originally slated to come out this week. You can look for it on June 21st. Yeah, they, way to let us know ahead of time. Old game is old. <laughs> what, dude, Splinter Cell on PS3 is a pretty big deal. Old game is old. It's not, what, what it's is, not what is, is that going to be your new, your new saying? Now all, all you want to do is play new games? That's what I've been saying for a long time. You, you don't want to go back and play anything that's good. That's, Once that's the game my whole is, thing with the backwards compatibility. So you're never going to play Infamous again, the original. Uh, I, oh. ne- I don't know if I'll ever play through it to completion. Well, I guess no, I'll, old I game's wanna, old, bro. I want to get the 100%. <laughs> yeah, old game is old, Greg. Well, okay, fine. It's I mean, not conviction. Why not give us conviction? 
Well, I'm, I'm sure they're going to. This is oh, yeah, on PS4. PS4. PS4 R- is going to conviction. Right now, listeners, Greg is uh, like kind of scratching his shoulder a little bit. I'm but up his, underneath uh, the sleeve. Yeah, but his sleeve is rolled up, and man, are his biceps huge. Yeah, look at those 24-inch oh, pythons. Goodness. I'm wearing my Colin shirt, his, too. Yeah, his, uh, Greg's arms are Colin, giant. Colin, I'm going to get you. Mm-hmm. Number six, under the false and laughable guise of becoming, <laughs> quote-unquote, greener, EA will be eliminating paper manuals from all its games from this point on. Yeah, I'm sure the board met at EA, and we're like, you know what, guys? We need to become greener, so let's just get rid of all of our paper manuals. And in the process, we're going to save millions of dollars. That's just an afterthought, though. So you're angry about this? No, I'm, well, first of all, it's stupid to not include a manual in a, in a, in a retail version of a game that you're but buying on, in a store. But they're on the disc now. Yeah, but that's stupid. That's Soon like that, you're going to be able to sync your iPads and pods to it, and there you go. It's not, it's, I don't it's think not, it's, it's stupid, not. dude. We get everything digitally now. Paper should not I, we I shouldn't waste think, the resources. I don't think most people even read them anymore. Well, because to be fair, most manuals are useless now anyway. It's not like back in the NES and SNES days, yeah, and PlayStation days when they were yeah when they were cool and fun but to the, read. Even then, they were dumb. I mean, like... They were awesome, dude, especially with the NES because you got, like, all the drawings. Like, you know, you were dealing with 8-bit graphics. No, and, and so, like, you would – That's true. This okay, was kind of like what everyone looked I, like. But I meant when they, like, you know, the, this gun that looks like a machine gun is a machine gun. You, I totally – I'm, I'm going to – I'll side with Colin on that part. Like, back Agreed. in the day, there were very legitimate reasons to have a manual. But now, yeah, so what? Yeah, sure, they'll save a crap ton of money. That's all fine. They're going to pass it on to you, Colin. But they yeah, – right. yeah, unlikely. But uh, – yeah, I think any any steps we can take, any little steps to preserve this planet, which we have been pushing towards oblivion since the day that we started mucking around with science. All right. Well, I, I just want to put it – this is what I was talking about with Mark Ryan. Mark Ryan makes this argument a lot, which is, is a compelling argument. I'm ready. When you go to a hotel and they're like, you know, we won't make your sheet – you know, we won't make your bed and wash your if sheets you and wash your towels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we want to do this because we care about the environment. No, you don't. You want to do it because you care about your gas and your water bills. That's why you want to do it. At least pass the savings on to people. If you're gonna, you know, EA is not gonna save a, a, a lot of money, but people have to understand that the the money being saved isn't only on the on the material printing of the paper and the paper itself. It's like someone has to go through and make the, you know, I know someone that make that does the instruction manuals. Uh-huh. So it's like you know you have to pay that person this and that. There should be a little bit of savings added on. I understand if you're getting like a disc, like if you're not getting a disc, like when you download Mass Effect two. Off the PSN, obviously you're not going to get a paper manual. But if you're going to a store, you should get a paper manual. It's coming in a case. And as Jim Riley always makes the argument, you know, the, the most hazardous thing in any game case is the disc itself. You know, not anything else. The disc itself is 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 the hazardous? worst for the environment. Yeah, for oh, the environment. Oh, worst for the environment. Okay. So I just don't like that argument. It's like these companies act like they're all green. Talk to them about cap and trade and see how green they're going to be. You know, it, it's, it's, all about, it's all about money. They want money. And I just sure. don't. I don't like that. Like it's it's such sure. a transparent it, guys. You know yeah, what I, mean? I mean it's maybe maybe that's a problem, and they should be more transparent about what they what their motivations are. But with that said, like I said, I mean honestly, any step is a good step, man. I don't disagree. I, I think the like you said, I think the end result's fine, and that's great. Yeah. Obviously, there's no paper or tree shortage in this world. I mean, everyone was yelling about how the rainforest would be gone 30 years ago. I mean, obviously that didn't happen, so I'm not that's really too concerned we acted, about. Right? Or they acted. I was. I suppose. I mean. Much. But, uh, you know, so I'm not too concerned about the paper itself. I'd be more concerned about the plastic cases, which no one's, you know, talking about. So I heard once that for every manual they don't sell now, EA is going to plant a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> I've well, been working on that plant one for a while. A penguin. Plant, plant a penguin. Okay. I love it, dude. Number seven, Super Stardust HD, which is turning four years old this June, is being supported with new DLC. Called Impact Mode, this new DLC purportedly changes the functionality of your ship, allowing you to use weapons. New weapons, I'm sorry. While reaching the previously unseen heights of 40 and 50 time multipliers. It's due out sometime this spring. Kyle, were you ever able to look up that majig? I, I looked it up. There wasn't even a wiki for PS, the PSP version oh, of the game man. or whatever. It just said it was like released right. on PSP Well, too. I'm sure our B, the Beyond Nation can help us out here, but I was almost positive that the PSP version of Stardust 
had this mode in it and mm. it was like you you perpetually boosted and it was like kind of a boost driven mode or maybe i'm thinking of something that came from a no no i think you're right because i think the mode is like you keep boosting and as long as you keep hitting things you never stop yeah you never stop and you and you yeah. uh, and your multiplier keeps going up it's the multiplier thing is what's really interesting though because i wonder there must be separate scoreboards because I can. I never got past nine times multiplier, and and I, I'm pretty good at Sardos. I'm not. Clem, no, Clemens I, is very good at Sardos. I'm I'm not nearly that good, but I can't. You know, I've so getting the it. getting the 45 or 50 times. I'm, no, like, I'm nothing now. Is insane. It's insane. No, now. for sure. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that there's a. There was just. You're. They're basically av- making a PSP mode available on the on the console version. Yeah. I think. Fair enough. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. They will. They will. Number eight. Due to Motor Storm Apocalypse plot surrounding a devastating earthquake, Sony has delayed the game. However, Evolution Studio new, Studios' new racer should be hitting store shelves in England on March 31st. There's no word on a U.S. release date yet. What's the new racer? Oh, as in, as in Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant there was another game that they're doing, and I was like, wow, that was fast. At the same time, we've been working on another game about an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it's okay. going to blow your mind. Uh, remember, it was coming out April 12th here, I believe, and then they delayed that. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that now. Because I think it was just a solidarity kind of thing of, hey, we're going to delay this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Corey writes in, because we actually talked about this last week. He wrote yep. into Beyond at IGN.com about this, because last week we talked about how they were delaying it, and we talked about the earthquake and everything else. Corey writes in and says... I find it hypocritical that something like a natural disaster or a war or a terrorist attack can cause a game to be delayed or canceled. Here's why. If you're a game developer and your game depicts something like an earthquake destroying a city, and then an actual earthquake hits and destroys a city, thousands of people die, and you feel like you need to delay the game or cancel it, why were you making it in the first place? To me, time does not make something that happened any less horrific. I mean, if your game... I'm sorry. If your game has a tsunami in it, but if a tsunami that wipes out a town... But if it's a tsunami that wipes out of town, to me, that's not okay whether Japan got hit by one or not. Uh, anyways, Corey, I think the point that we maybe didn't get across last week to you at least was it's not that they're de- delaying it because they feel super bad about it or as a sign of respect. And I'm sure some of that is. The more pertinent issue to them is that nobody wants to play a game with a huge natural disaster in it while the disaster is happening. While there's a, all this footage of tsunamis wiping people out, no one's like, oh, man, I'm going to take my mind off this by playing a game that where a tsunami's wiping people out. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. I actually kind of agree with them. You know, I mean, like, I think it's a nice, it's a nice gesture, obviously. I think it would have been more eerie and maybe more re- responsible for them to delay the game if it was Tokyo itself or whatever, it's, you know, towns in northern yeah, Japan yeah. that got, you know, that got, uh, that got Sendai, destroyed. I think. Oh, uh, yeah, Sendai. So, but I agree with him because I I think we we lose out on being able to do things that are really you know I like controversial things like because they're they're, in, they're interesting like it's 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 not the cookie cutter stuff that you're used to playing with, and yeah. you know I what really disappointed me obviously the, the the game everyone thinks about when when we talk about this kind of stuff is obviously Six Days in Fallujah, yeah and I know that that, that game didn't look like it was going to be you know a great game or whatever yeah. but it sucks that Konami got so much pressure on them being like this just happened and like you know people are really upset and soldiers have post-traumatic stress disorder and stuff well that's true but like this still did happen and it's a video game and we want to play it you know see here's the thing i think you're we're getting apples and oranges in the same cart there fallujah total cop-out should they should have stuck to their guns and published the game and let people decide what was up with it motorstorm isn't trying to be controversial motorstorm is trying to be a fun game when you drive around and all this crazy crap happens and you drive up the sides of buildings and yada 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 when they were putting together that game they weren't putting it together to say piggyback off how bad tsunamis are whereas six days in fallujah is saying this war is horrible this is what it's like you know what yeah. i mean yeah. so for motorstorm to say wait let's take a time back it's because their game is totally just an escapist I'm just driving crazy cars and big rigs and whatever through this, you know, 
goofy landscape where this is happening. And then when it really happens, you're like, well, no one's, you know, this isn't, we're not trying to be realistic. We don't want that. And we don't want our game to be dead on arrival. We don't want it to be launched and everybody to go, uh. I suppose, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, I think you're right. They probably are apple and oranges, uh, apples and oranges. But, you know, at the same time, like, I don't think, I don't know. I I just. It's uh, fiction. It it is, yeah. People should be allowed to create it as long as, like, no one was hurt in the process of creating something Mm -hmm. or. You know, I, I, technically speaking, you could even make something that's deliberately designed to be offensive. Yeah. You know, I mean, is, is, there's the, like manhunt. There's, there's a certain there's a certain sense of people are allowed to create anything that they want, and if you do not like it, then you don't, don't have to consume it, it. Yeah. or or, or um, you know approach it at all. Just amen. And, and exactly, I totally back that 100 percent too. And I think in the case of Motorstorm, right, is that the people who would be going, I don't want to buy that, are people who might have originally said, I do want to buy that. You know what I mean? That's the difference here. Whereas, like, yeah, a Fallujah or a Manhunt are in your face. This is what's happening. You either go, I don't want to do that. or There's right. not like, you know, Zeitgeist is spirit of the times, right? And that's totally what they're doing right now is trying to figure out where in this picture they fit. Yeah, I mean, Does I think... delaying that... it that much really change things? I mean, I guess you don't hear about the tsunami every day like we were two weeks ago, but... Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, like I, I appreciate why they did it, and I think they did do it to, to not ruffle any feathers and, yeah, and to respect, be obviously, the Japanese company that is, uh, you know, makes the system that their games are on. Yeah. Uh, but you know, yeah, at the same time, I, I just don't want us to get too cautious as a, as a you know, as a community and a society or whatever. Where we have to really worry about those kinds of things because we even wrote a piece about Heavy Rain, the, well, the new Quantic Dream game yeah. that they're working on or whatever, and like I, we both agree that we want it to be more over the top and much darker, and they said it's gonna be much darker. So like. <laughs> We have to, you know, like what kind of really adult themes are they going to be dealing with in those kinds of games too? I mean, we, there's a lot of different ways to offend people. You know, everyone's going to be offended by something in other yeah. words. Yeah. I, by the way, I, uh, I guess I never, we never really talked about this, but I thought that Heavy Rain had some great mature themes. No. Huh? But I wasn't particularly disturbed or upset by it. I mean, I actually didn't even think it was that dark. It was. I, I, I to, think to I, me it was I just. Uh, it was. Uh, I mean, it was. It was dark com- comparatively. But I've, you know, I've seen, I've seen mature works. I've, you know, seen, I've even seen anime that's extremely psychologically disturbing, and you know, all this crazy stuff, and yeah. you know, dark films, and all this. Not, you know, Heavy Rain was kind of wasn't really that bad to me. Agreed. I think it's, I think it's being put into those situations and acting, and you're totally moving towards Sean's story, right, of where he is in this whole thing. But like Colin, boiled down really well when we were working on that feature that. You are after a serial child killer who's torturing people, and you know what I mean. Like, why, you don't think about it because the only you run into the one mother who's a whore, right? And she's lost her son or whatever, and then she's never even that super shaken up about it again, right? Like, I mean, there's a, there's a couple conversations, but you don't have that connection with her like you do with Ethan and his children. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I was that's what I wrote about. Like, like Greg said was like it is interesting. Like it is easy. They do such a nice job of letting you gloss over it. And I think that Quantic Dream was probably did that intentionally because they don't want the game to be like so dark where you don't really want to progress or yeah. whatever. But like like Greg said, like yeah, I wrote about how you know the dude's a ch- <laughs> the dude murders children. You know, he kidnaps them and murders them. Yeah. And like if that were to happen in real life, obviously that would be like a very nefarious thing, and obviously. and the person would be obviously demonized for that's, for good reason. You know, so that's true. Yeah. So, I don't I don't mean to say that the subject matter wasn't like was I understand, good but something. you didn't walk away being like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah I wasn't I, 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 I wasn't shaken when I walked away. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the ending, I think it has something to do with it too. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Enzo DiGregorio mm-hmm. writes Hello. in like he often does. Yes. Long-time fan here. He writes mm-hmm. into beyond.ign.com with quick-fire questions. Colin, mm. yours was, this past week you and Greg wrote a piece about what you want to see in Quantic Dream's next project. So my question to you is this. Do you want heavy rain, the Heavy Rain control scheme to carry over to the next project? 
Yeah, I mean, generally, I think that'd be fine. I just think they need to clean it up a little bit. Yeah, but I think I think it was fine. I don't think I think people some people made a mountain out of a molehill with that game. I think that's what they're talking about as far as uh, you know the whole genesis of that article, right? Was uh, David Cage saying that we're not doing Heavy Rain two, but we're going to keep going with interactive mm. drama. So it might not, it won't be the ex- I bet it won't be the exact same thing, but it'll definitely be in line with that. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be on the same engine. I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll feel the same. But they do, they do. I mean, they do need to clean some stuff up in that game, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, and and some of the minutia, I think some people wrote in the comments, like some of the minutia in that game is a little a little much. Immersing, Im- getting immersive is one thing. Brushing your teeth in a game is, an- <laughs> is another thing. You figure, you yeah. look at it right, and like uh, for a lot of people that turned them off, Damon never. Damon played an hour of that game was like, it's boring, and I have other games I should be playing. You know what I mean? Because we all have these backlogs, right? right? So when something doesn't, and Geddes is the same way. I don't think about heavy rain, but if I Geddes actually had that conversation with me about Dissidia. Right? If it doesn't yeah. grab him right away, uh-huh. he's got other things to do, yeah, which I totally like, understand. Yeah, he has. I mean, he has a life. He has, you know, things to do. That was that was all I was saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought we were gonna rhyme. Oh, okay. a life and um, a wife and a knife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number nine, a YouTube user named Shantzy 001 has successfully modded his Kinect to work with the PS3. His video demo shows him signing into the PSN and booting up Killzone 3 using Kinect. Though there's little else he can do with it at the current time. Uh, still, it's an interesting video, so check it out. Yeah, he he did it to like do a, I guess a proof of concept that the Kinect can actually work with PlayStation. Um. I'm sure unintended, uh, but yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see. I'm not riveted by Connect at all. I think it's lame, but um, I think it's something that yeah you need to have uh, cool games for. Yeah, yeah. games. I mean, just software like, just like PlayStation Move. Yeah, that's why. That's yeah. I mean, we talked about that last week. Move was fun originally because we had Sports Champions, which is a cool game, and now we've been waiting for Sorcery, which is basically the next game we care about. Isn't it? Uh, isn't it funny, by the way? Just speaking of Connect, real fast, that the last time that I was really interested in Connect was Dance Central launch game, and then I haven't cared in any way at all since then that's why it's so strange that they're selling so many units because like what the hell is everyone playing on yeah i know it's crazy (laughs) very crazy oh that brings us to the end of the journey that is the roper report colin yes if i had just had money falling out my ass where could i what could i where could i go to find out where i could spend it on you go to the official IGN list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors money's falling out of your ass i wish Crazy. By the way, I'll still lend you uh, money though to eat with your family tonight. Oh, thank you. Uh, just a side note, real quick, yeah. Mr. Miller. Yeah. We've already we already have a forty-five minute show. The show's been dynamite. This has yeah. been a good one. It is. Good. It is good. I like, long I like podcasts. I like to just make a good package for people to go and just you know fill their earlobes with mm. and just be like, oh. <laughs> 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 and they're just sitting there. And they're they're really... just ODing on information and the, <laughs> the steering wheels <laughs> spinning left and right because they're just, they're overloaded. They can't they can't drive. The car flips off and the van runs off. Runs into another van full of nuns. Explosion. <laughs> and then the Undertaker comes and kicks the back door open <laughs> of the Come van. Come on, man. Rest in peace. <laughs> All right, so oh there's no God. PS2 games this week. Oh, God. Uh, on PS3, Lego Star Wars 3 Clone Wars. Which Anthony liked? Uh, Crisis 2. Which Arthur liked? And PlayStation Move Heroes. Which Jack did not like. <laughs> on PSP, we have Lego Star Wars 3 Clone Wars. And I can't really read my handwriting, but it's Naruto. Oh, the new Naruto. I'm going to say Razuna Drive, but I don't know if that's actually true or Look not. Look for that review soon. Yeah. And uh, that's all she wrote. Cool. Hey, Clement. Yeah, buddy. I love the digital downloads. You do? Yeah, where do I get them? Wonderful. You go to that internet and you download <laughs> things. What came out? That are megabits. Uh, all right. So on the PlayStation Store this week, uh, I have a few. Let's see. I want to see what the PlayStation Plus stuff was first. 
PlayStation. I guess I never. By the way, is full game trial? Is that just sort of an exclusive demo, or it's, what exactly? Uh, is yeah, you download pretty much the whole game, right? And then, yeah. Uh, yeah, you download the whole game, and then you get to play for an hour and see if you like it. Cool. You, you get trophies start, and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, you start. You start from oh, the beginning okay. and go. Got it. Uh, anyway, well, that's a full game plus. <laughs> Full game trial on PlayStation Plus is available for PlayStation Move Heroes, Great. which came out this week. Which yeah, get your move ready. Mm -hmm. Anyway, downloadable game Swarm. Which uh, did you did you you didn't mention any downloadables yet? Did you? No. I was looking through this list trying to see what I was going to say. My Swarm review goes up today though. What are you gonna give it? Uh, an eight. Oh, okay. It's uh very good. It's very very good. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Battle Los Angeles. Ooh. Christine did not like it. Do not, do not um, avoid. Already said PlayStation Move Heroes. That's yeah. available, as well as a uh, very tricksy title for Greg Miller. DC Universe Online. A tricksy title. It's tricksy. Yeah. Uh, as well as Premier Manager. Yeah, that, that game actually looks kind of cool. I'm, I don't know what it soccer, is. Soccer, right? It's a soccer management game. Oh. Which is pretty cool. I mean, people are really into management games. I love those kinds of games. Um, is that what you do with your Madden? You go through and change the hot, hot dog price and all that? Yeah, well, you can. Yeah, you can. I mean, it, it more brings me back. So my friend uh, in college, Doug, uh, one of my, I went to Maine for his wedding this summer. So oh, I, I, I remember, remember that. Listeners, I remember. He was obsessed, and he still plays since we were in college, this this online league with people he doesn't know of baseball. And it goes, like, every season takes two weeks, and it's just a management game, and it goes for, like, 150 years or something like that. Like, into the, like so, like, you're managing your franchise. That kind of stuff's really riveting to some people. Like, I really just like the numbers aspect of the sport. Of sports, so. This is cool. a good place to point out too before we forget uh, IGN's new uh, game stock market just went live if you go to IGN you'll find this the, a link on our site or whatever or you can follow, follow me on Twitter Game Over Greggy and I have links there uh, basically it's a stock market for video game popularity or whatever so you start off with 10,000 10, points that you can then spend on shares of Mass Effect 3 and then track it as it gets more popular less popular but, and then you sell it and you buy more stuff and yada 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 there's leaderboards it's just a little micro game for you to play in your browser and I think it's awesome yeah it's a pretty cool idea I, I, haven't, I haven't started cool. messing around with it yet if you like the numbers. Yeah. All right. Uh, also, Ghostbusters Sanctum of Slime. Let's talk about this gym. God. Let's talk about some Ghostbusters no. Sanctum of Slime. Everybody knows. I'll come back. After. I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. Huge. Big time. Yeah. You love I, it. I have a proton pack, movie replica proton pack and costume. And that tattoo. <laughs> I wish I had a tattoo. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm saving my tattoo for the IGN tattoo. Mm. Okay. Anyways, uh, I gave Colin a code. I got a code. We went home. We played for three hours uh, Tuesday night. Oof. Well, I tell you, bad Colin, news. Bad news bears bad in news. that game, right? It's it. It was a game that snuck up on how on you how bad it was, because we yeah. started and we're like, oh, okay, cool, it's not that bad. And like we steamrolled that game. There's 12 chapters, and we steamrolled the 10 in two out chapter 10 in two hours or so, and then just a wall of like, okay, you now we're gonna fuck you. Now we're gonna make love to you <laughs> against your will. <laughs> Ghosts coming out. You're getting revived, and you're literally you get revived, stand up, you get smashed to death again. It's like Jesus. Christ. Yeah, that game sucks. Yeah. It's, so like, it's like a broke ass dead nation. Yeah, basically. you got uh, you got up to level ten. Great. Now we're gonna fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for putting your time in. Uh, no voice acting. You don't play as the real Ghostbusters. And then Colin, this is uh, how Colin sums it up. Yeah, it's a, sir, I knew Dead Nation. I served with Dead Nation. You, sir, are no Dead Nation. Yeah. Uh, avoid. It, the most fun me and Colin had was make, playing like making fun of it together. Yeah, we were. Like, there's one part where you know it's like. Don't forget to switch your weapons. Well, first off, no voice acting, so that's yeah. just the voice we made up for this. <laughs> Don't forget to switch your weapons. And you've had to switch your weapons for the last four rooms. Like, yeah. you wouldn't have progressed as far if you hadn't switched your weapons. Yeah, it's like, all right, thanks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. thanks, good, good advice, I guess, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a really, oh it's a God. shite game, it really is. Yeah, it's sad. Sad stuff. Uh, all right. 
Hey, uh, Colin, I don't know if you were excited about this, but did you ever enjoy or play Legend of Mana, not Secret of Mana? Yeah, the, Legend the of Mana. PS1 game? Uh, no, I never played it. I, oh, I remember okay. people were excited about it because it had m- Mana in the title, yes. uh, in the PlayStation. I actually era. remember enjoying it from what I played. Uh, I'm sure it's controversial because, you know, I, I don't think anything could ever approach the sort of nostalgia and love we have for Secret mm-hmm. of Mana. But uh, it's available as a PS1 classic. Yeah, for, I saw that for the six. I, I may have rent, I, I downloaded it. it. Oh, did you? Yeah, I rent. Oh, I rent oh. all of these like games when I was young and what, the games I couldn't afford. I'm sure I played it at some point, but I don't. It's, I definitely didn't beat it. And I don't remember it yeah. at all. So eh, what I want is Thousand Arms. I don't know why I've been thinking about that game lately, but that game was fun. That like semi dating sim. Yeah, it was like RPG. a dating sim RPG. Oh yeah, man. That game was really fun. That game also had a totally badass opening. I don't know if you remember that, but it had like a full. I think it had like a full animated opening, like this awesome Japanese song. I don't remember that. It's like, I have to look that up. yeah, I don't know. That wasn't it. I was just making a noise. That was a rad game, though. I really liked yeah. that game a lot. Uh, also, Castlevania Lords of Shadow oh, Reverie. The DLC. Yeah, the DLC is now available I'm for nine ninety nine. I'ma get it. I'ma get it. All right, give me a second, guys, while I sort through all of themes and the PSPs and the. Okay. Here we go. Oh my God! How could I forget? This how idiot. How could I forget? Guess what came out this week? This idiot, Dukakum. Dukakum. O twelve. Decidia Duodecum Final Fantasy. That's all. That's available on the PlayStation Store. A lot of people were really wondering about that, and I was trying to like inform as many people on Twitter and then the thread underneath the review as possible. It is a digital download. The game came out last week, though, right? The retail game. No, it came out this week. Oh, okay. I forgot to talk yeah. about it then. I thought it came out last week. Yeah, it came Sorry. out this week. That's my no fault. problem. Uh, Horde also came out on the PSP. Hell yeah, dude. No, you are no the multiplayer. Dragon in Horde. Really? Yeah. Uh, weird. That's kind of really weird. It's only ten bucks. The Horde yeah. is Horde is Horde's so a good. good. Game. Yeah. It's really funny to me that in in our little description here that we have for Horde. Yeah. The first well, the first half of the first sentence, which is "You are the Dragon in Horde," is all in caps. This is the only thing that's all in caps in this entire. You are the Dragon in Horde. You are the Dragon in Horde. Uh. So also, there's some PSP minis. What do we got? Doodle Pool. Of course. And Mini Squadron. Awesome, one doodle pool is four ninety nine. That's that's the that's the sweet spot. Uh, <laughs> that's the sweet spot right there. Okay, oh pick God. of the week. Well, it is it is instantly Dissidia for me a nine. All right, cool. And then so Dissidia, if you, you got have, PSP, Crisis, you have two if you got very PSP. yeah, you have very good choices there. Swarm, Swarm's good. Swarm is yeah. I mean, I'm no 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 hate against Swarm, but Dissidia is about a trillion times better. Oh, okay. no hate though. No hate no though. Hate. Right. Uh, we already did Topic of the Week, so let's just get to the reader mails here. Let's do it. Remember, if you want to be part of the show, beyond at IGN.com, just like Sam Owens did. He writes into you, Ryan Clements. Hello, Sam. Dear Beyond, I guess this is a question for Ryan Clements. What three characters do you wish were in Dissidia? Mm. Mine would be Oran from FFX, Red <laughs> XIII from FFVII, and Balthair from FFXII. I really am enjoying the city of Dukakum so far. Keep up the awesome podcast. I would like to. All right. The first note is that I, I hope Greg knows that that's not how you say anything. What there. do you mean? F F X X X. I yeah, all that business. Yeah, I don't know what that. Red X I I I. Also, we know that it's not Dukakum. I just like to throw that out there again. Yeah, I think he spelled it. Duodecum. We we know we know the real yeah. words. Remember, some people actually were like, "Hey, you guys know you're saying it wrong." Uh, also, so to answer the question, yeah. I would love to think about it for a bit and can okay. you circle Come back, back to me. Circle back. Right, I'm gonna we'll, start. We'll, I'm gonna start writing them. We're down. gonna put a pin edge. In. All right. <laughs> 
Colin, since you're so eager to talk, yeah. Kevin McDonald says, just a quick question. Since Homefront said had such a short but great single-player experience, yeah. are you of the opinion that the upcoming DLC should be free or heavily reduced in price? We don't really know what it's going to cost, so. Yeah. Uh, no, what, I'm, not, I'm sweet, not of that What's opinion. your sweet spot? Do we know anything about the DLC? I, I, I told, showed you what was on Wikipedia. Okay, I wasn't sure. That... I, that wasn't even cited, and I had never heard anything about that, and I, I think I would know. So okay. I, I, I don't think they've talked about the DLC yet. Um, but I could be, I could be wrong. All right. Okay. But the, I think it should be, you know, five bucks, five bucks a piece, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I mean, not free. And they're like a mission. Well, a chapter. Uh, for five bucks. I'm, that's what I'm asking. This is the question. How about ten bucks for like three chapters? But if they, if I'll they do that. If, but if they do that, that that almost doubles the game's length. You know. So it's <laughs> funny. DLC. I actually have my. Hit choices. it with me, Clements. Cool? Let Sam Owens go Edge. off into the night. <laughs> I just love since you're so eager to talk. Uh, all right. I am going to select. Now, these are uh, there are so many fantastic characters in Final Fantasy, I could pick them all. But here are the three that popped into my head right away. In the interest of adding more female characters to that roster, because, well, actually, there's more now with uh, with, with Dukakum. But uh, I would love to see Fran from Final Fantasy XII, okay. because she is awesome. And I also would love to see Quistus from Final Fantasy VIII, because she is equally awesome. And then... Here's the one for Colin. Edgar from Six yeah. would be perfect for that game. Use all his different tools in combat. Oh, would be a blast. Who be a blast? So who? All right. So I don't know the roster. I just want to run down some of my favorites. I just want to see who who's who in made the game. it. Who made it? Let's Porm do it. and Palum. No. That's a, that's a travesty. Tella. No. Edge isn't in it. No. Shadow. No. Go go. No. <laughs> Gao. No. There's only like the dude with the baby chocobo that lives in his hair. No, <laughs> friggin' Saz is not in the game. How about uh? Thank Cyan. God, no. Sabin? Nope. There's only two people from six in that game. How is that possible? That's the game with the biggest cast. Dude. I know. I know. Oh my God. Well, they. What I, I'm, yeah, I'm really so. Or wait, was it only six? So who is it? Golbez and and Cecil? No, those are from four. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm the, so six would be Locke and and Terra. No, it's actually Terra and Kefka. Kefka, right? Oh yeah, that's yeah. cool. And I did see Kefka, and he does look very cool. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, that's... Greg. I know that was painful for you to it hear. It was not painful. Okay. As long as you're okay. Are you gonna play Final, Final Fantasy? Fantasy I, I'm reviewing Final Fantasy 4 on PSP. Are you gonna play Final Fantasy 4 on PSP? If you tell me to. It's a very good game. Have you yep. ever played Final Fantasy 4? No. I think you should. Okay. I honestly think you should should do it. Okay. It's a very long investment, but I think you should see it through. Okay. Well, I Oof. mean, I'm just burning holes in my PSP every night now, so it'll be hard to fit it into my PSP regimen, but I'll do what I can. I'm telling you, I think, I think it's one of those games you got to play. That was sarcasm. I can, um, I'll play it. Oh, I thought maybe you were playing like Metal Gear or something. So. No. Are you? Uh, so I kind of forgot the extent of your Final Fantasy knowledge. Have you ever actually tried to sit down? Yes. Okay. Many times. With which ones? Uh, the, seven. Yeah, seven. The PS, the PS One Classic that's since come out. I played it originally on PS. I played it on my uh, PS Two at one point. All right. And then I've done it again on the okay. digital download front. And it was just the world that you didn't like, yeah. or you just don't like that sort of menu-driven combat. The menu, I, I didn't hate that much or anything. It was okay. just like, yeah, it just didn't stick with me. Interesting. I didn't connect with the characters and the world, the train. I was on the train a lot. You know how that goes. I do know how that okay. goes. I know the opening to that game so well. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, I tried 13 for a little bit too. Oh well, that's. <laughs> I'm just saying that I'm, you know, I keep up on the current stuff yes. as best I can. I, I totally, yeah, you're Speak, you're good at it. Speaking of current stuff, Seth writes into Beyond at IGN.com and he says, "Have any of you guys downloaded the SoCom 4 beta and given it a go? I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the competitive multiplayer since you enjoyed the co-op demo so much, guys." No. 
I did play competitive uh, during GDC though. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure the bomb squad mode. Yeah. Was yeah, it's yeah, it was competitive. What did you think? Uh, I enjoyed it. I just, I guess I don't have enough experience with SOCOM to give all those like super hardcore SOCOM people what they really need to know. Yeah. But saying that, I still had a good time with it. It was, it was kind of a cool. Any, any, uh, any multiplayer online that has a, a gameplay element or a mechanic in it in which encourages people to work together. So, for example, in Bomb Squad, you have the one player who like, has to defuse the bomb and everybody else has to either protect him and the other team has to take him down. Yeah. That's built into the game. And so it, it's it's basically encouraging you, like, hey, you're not going to win unless you guys all work together. And so it does, and that's yeah, fun. I yeah, think that's great. It's nice. Seth, I downloaded it last night and played a round of it. I was very tired, so I, and it took forever to download. I was like, I'm going to come home. I'm going to jump in here, blah, blah, blah. Because I downloaded it at work, actually, because I'm a retail PS3 in yesterday. And then I got home, and it was like, oh, you need to download this giant update, too. I was like, fuck. So I, I did that, and by the time it was done, I'm like, all right, I'll play a couple rounds. And I jumped in, and I did two matches, and I saw it said, I, you know, you've completed two of 11 rounds. Fuck this, I'm going to bed. But I had fun, and I was actually pretty good at it, so I'm looking forward to that still. Cool. I'm still, I'm still up on the SOCOMs. I'm still happy there you to go. see what happens with the SOCOMs. Hey, are we, how many uh, questions do we have, by the way? How many more do you want to do? We're, 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 we're in an hour. We we're should in be an wrapping hour. up. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just curious if I, should, uh, if I should run to the restroom right next door or just, just wait. Um, I think we see. should just answer every question. No, that, I have work to do. So do you. You know that. <laughs> you have things to do. I have, um, a, I have a review and a preview I'm that doing, I haven't let's started Let's do three, yet. all right? There's one I want to do. That'll be the final one. I got two reviews going up today. This you is don't a have, quick one. I'll you do. don't actually have to rush. I can just like We're come back. Rushing. Nobody's in rushing. A Everybody's happy. Pee, pee in the bottle, dude. Um, I'm not gonna do that. That's gross. That's uh, also where I'm drinking my water from. <laughs> pee in your water bottle. Enzo de Gregorio <laughs> had the question for Colin about heavy rain control scheme. He asked for me, will there be an, a feature to, on IGN similar to Little Big Planet Level Lovers Anonymous for Infamous Two, or is it too early to say? Uh, I'd like to see that happen. Enzo, we'll see how uh, that was so, supports that, it. That was a lot of work for you, though, dude. Yeah, but if it's it, we could do it in a manageable way. It's just yeah. a, it's a question of sharing and how cool they are. We yes. could do it with the beta. Ryan. Yes. If you could take one PSP game and put it on the PS3 or vice versa, which one would you pick and why? I'm, I'm sorry, Greg. Could you say that again? I didn't quite follow. If you follow. could take one PSP game and put it on the PS3 oh, or vice versa, okay, which one would it, you pick and why? I guess my automatic answer is to say that it would be cool to see a PS3 version of Dissidia, uh -huh. um, if only because then you could do uh, like a little bit more like uh, online play, like make it easier. Because you can't do that game locally. Um, in the <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at Ryan give this thing, and, and then this tape measure starts crawling out that uh, Colin is extending for as long as he can before it breaks. <laughs> that was unbelievable. That was awesome. There was, that was good. That was good stuff. Like Colin was just slowly extending a tape measure, and it was reaching across the room without snapping. That's it. Sorry to interrupt. Anyway, uh, yeah, but uh, but I would also like to say that I, I discourage all those people on the boards, and I've seen many of them that are like, why is this game not on the PS3? This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. It's a great game on the PSP. It works so well on the PSP. Yeah. So enjoy it on the PSP. Yeah. I'm just saying that uh, if people they also the did a PS3 version, that would be cool. People ask it all the time of like, oh, why isn't Peace Walker coming here? Or why isn't Pat upon a PS3? It's like, it's like, why would you own a PSP then? They want you to own PSPs. Yeah. You know what I mean? They like, also, if you complain that the PSP has no good games and then it gets some incredible games, yeah, right. and then you're like, actually, that should be on I, PS3. I you're like, that, oh my God, give me a break. Uh, two questions to wrap them up here. And I'm sorry, they're both kind of directed at me. No uh, problem. Theo writes in. Oh, well, first off, Theo writes in and says, both Sonic and Mega Man are dumb. <laughs> to, any, to anyone is good. Thanks for the tip, Ryan. Oh, no. His real question, though, is, 
I'm starting to get into comics. Next week, I'm getting Batman vs. Two-Face, Batman, Hush. Well, you can answer that in a second. <laughs> Batman, Hush 1 and 2, and blah, 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 blah. What Superman or Superboy comic should I get? For Superman, you should get Last Son. It's by Jeff Johns and Richard Donner, the guy who was uh, behind uh, the Superman movie back in the day. And then for Superboy, you should get uh, The Boy of Steel. It's a hardcover right now. It's got beautiful artwork, and it's also written by Jeff Johns. I like him quite a bit. Colin, take know. Theater Task on the Mega Man's. I don't really have anything to say. I mean, if you, if you don't like Mega Man, you don't He have just to... looped Sonic and Mega Man together. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't... hate Sonic. Obviously, you can't put Sonic and Mega Man together. He just did. Classic Mega... Well, he, he, but you can't. Because so... classic Mega Man is, is, is classic and great, and Sonic sucks. Also, <laughs> also, if you... I mean, if you play Mega Man, you don't appreciate the, the ti- at least the tightness of the controls, the aesthetics, and how important yeah. those games were to the to future games that came after it, uh-huh. then, you know, I can't help that. You know, you got to really look in the mirror and, and think about why you're playing video games. <laughs> God, I love that. That's Final amazing. question of the week. Oh, I missed something. Damn it. That's uh, okay, buddy. I'll, well, whatever. We'll stick to. You don't have a hit of the week, right? Uh, no. All right, cool. I have free stuff in hit of the week that I won't forget here. Cool. Final question, though. Greg, what will be happening now that Steimer has become an Xbox? Christine Steimer, of course, promoted to being in charge of the Xbox channels now. She's a member of Podcast Unlocked. Yes. She has. No, she's one of the hosts, one of the three hosts. Yeah, well, have three hosts. We're all members of. We're all hosts, aren't we? What do you call I'm, this I don't show? think I'm a host. I just kind of sit here and what talk. What do you do? What do you call yourselves? A member. I call myself. I, like, I think everybody's a member of a podcast. Yeah, that's true. But I'm saying, in in terms of unlocked, we're actually going to try like maybe a rotating host scheme or something. We haven't figured it out yet. Okay. I, I consider you all hosts of Podcast Beyond. Thank you. Fair enough. Uh, so, anyways, Greg, uh, now that what will be happening now that Steimer has become an expert, how could you let this happen, Greg? A house divided against itself cannot stand. Choose your loyalty now, Greg. Is it the PS3 or Steimer? Beyond. Uh, DJ, I broke up with Christine Steimer. I will not date someone who runs the Xbox channel at IGN. High five, Colin. Beyond. Beyond. All right, so free stuff. Uh, the SOCOM beta, beta is going on right now. If you'd like to be in on the SOCOM beta, our good friend Snake Eyes from the PSN writes in with two SOCOM beta codes. 5DF7C9NADTB5. Next one. FR9BT2N4KC96. To celebrate the power of Beyond, I want you all to write into beyond at IGN.com. You can just say in the subject line, SOCOM Beta. And I will send out the SOCOM Beta codes I have, which are many and plentiful right now. So send them in as soon as you can, and I will randomly send them out. Don't bitch when you don't get them. I don't care. I think it might be important to note that it, you did not actually break up with Christine because she became an unlocked member. How do you know why I broke up? Oh, not, not the podcast. I said in charge of uh, Xbox uh, channel. Uh, Colin says talk about foreign packages for Kills on 3. Yeah, I forgot to. Uh, uh, some people have been tweeting us about it, so I feel yeah. like we could just answer everyone's questions. So we, Colin and I stayed li- – so anyways, yes, we're really broken up. And yes, it's really because she runs the Xbox channel. <laughs> I'll be damned if I'm going to have that in my house. Uh, oh, get back to Colin here. Right on. Uh, we stayed late and we watched uh, the great movie known as – Pirates of Silicon Valley. You're going to talk that way about Steve, the man who feeds your family. The man who feeds you, man. <laughs> all right, all right. Anyways, and we sent out a whole bunch of packages. But then we had some other ones that, you know, uh, foreigners, you fuzzy little foreigners all wanted your packages too. We sent out one or two of them, or not even none of them, right? No, none of them. them. That shit's too complicated. Foreign packages are tough, guys. We, we, we're, you know, we're stupid, so we just assume everyone's in America when they listen to us. Foreign stuff is very hard to send. There's many custom forms to fill out. There's a whole bunch of things to go through. So right now, the, the four Killzone packages that are foreign are underneath my desk trying to figure out a way to get them out. One guy was going to try to, you know, have a send it. He was going to get an American address somehow. I don't know how that works. And then that didn't pan out. Now he needs to go to Canada. It's like, ah, man. 
so that's uh, uh, what do you have to say about it, Colin? I don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't know what to do either. I mean, we, these people won. Uh, we have to give them something. Uh, and it would, uh, preferably it will be the kill zone. I mean, we'll fill out the package, I guess. It's just, uh, you have to understand, we have to cut, fill out all these, like Greg said, all these customs and forms, whatever. And we're dumb. We are, ba- yeah, we're it, bad adults, It's, it's hard. Plus, like, you know, I don't know. We just need to be more clear. Like I said last week, like, all future contests, unfortunately, are going to have to be within the continental United States, period. Mm. Yeah? Unless it's for codes. Yeah, codes are easy. Well, uh, no, codes don't even yeah, help because, you. Well, we can give codes to people in Canada, you know, or people in... in okay, so in, when we read a code, it's for North American because yeah. it's coming from SCE. So I'm sorry. I mean, that sucks. I'm sorry. I know we have a lot, a lot of European fans especially, and, and we love you guys. Well, we, let's... I, you were the one filling out the package forms. Let's try to fill out a package form. I'll try to fill out a package form for the kills on three. Okay. We'll it's, see how that goes. So, I don't even understand. I, I mean, I'm, I'm so I'm, I'm stupid like with this stuff because I'm oh, even looking true. at these addresses we're getting, and I'm like, I don't even know what the hell any of this means. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know, in, in the United States, it's like – Turns out it was just like, in Spanish. In the United States, it's street name, you know, house, house number, street name, city, state, zip code. That's it. I have all these things like where it's like seven lines this, and like Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck does this mean? I don't know what this means. We don't know where to put it on. Like I said, we are we're overgrown children, and we don't know how to do the basics of being an adult. So I'm well, sorry. Right. We're, we're working true. on it. To it's be a... totally fair, it's uncommon for someone in the United States to send a uh, like a package or a parcel when to the a kid different country, for, unless they have family or something. Years ago, probably now, on GameScoop, when we sent out the made-from-lava things, I just sent it U.S. Postal Service to somebody in England. I was like, I don't care. I hope this gets there. And I don't know if it ever got there. I never got it back, so I don't know. <laughs> it's supposed to let us go. It's at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean right now. <laughs> uh, but we do try to help everybody. We'll figure something out. We're sorry. We love you. Um, however, no, we love our international listeners. We also love our American listeners because it's very easy to send them stuff. If everybody remembers the name Josh Willie, Josh Willie wrote in needing uh, one trophy to get a platinum in Burnout Paradise. He needed a PlayStation I. I sent him my personal one. He writes in beyond. Just racked up my first ever platinum in Burnout Paradise yesterday. Thanks to Greg. Lenny me his PlayStation I. I'm working my way towards my second one in Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, and I need some fellow Need for Speed players to help me get a specific bronze trophy. Can you make me Head of the Week to help out? Of course, Josh Willie. Uh, however, I printed off this email. It does not appear you left your uh, your uh, PSN name on there. We'll get it. We'll get it. We'll to put it readers. in the article. No, yeah, just like you're going to put up all the. Do, all right. So that th- th- I wanted to make that blog. I wanted to. I had. The I, best I'm of still getting tweets about that. Where do, are all the winners dude, of the I, Ryan I, contest? Th- th- we're crazy busy. You know, I know. Like, I, I, That's why I don't say shit. That's why I don't make promises but anymore. I, maybe, yeah, I, maybe I'll. Maybe I won't even post this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? We'll see what happens. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry about that. I want to do. Maybe we'll do it eventually. I don't have any time to do it. The lost episode. Because I have to go through all the mail and find the winners. We're, we're very unorganized. Sometimes. All right, Josh Willie signed it. Josh Willie. So we'll, hopefully it's just Josh Willie. J O S H. That's no, fine. Not it at all. No, that's Space Willie. W I L L I. That's not it. Well, we'll you know what? Josh underscore Willie. Josh just needs to write in, and we will. We'll rectify the situation. I can picture his Twitter profile pic. So I know what he looks like, but that doesn't help anything. Yeah, it doesn't help at all, Greg. Um, so there you go. That's another podcast in the books. Let's run down what we need Wait, to do. Guys, I know what he looks like. It'll solve everything. You can write to Rubenstein so and his wife, and they'll, they'll get you to him. <laughs> vaguely describe him, and they'll give you the PS. They're, they're, just, they're just using the machines in their house right now to, to crank out some $5 minis. Oh, my God. Um, remember, this is Podcast Beyond. This was episode 180. If you'd like to be a part of the show, write to us at beyond.ign.com. If you want to talk to us, follow us on Twitter. I'm Game Over Greggy. Colin is no taxation. Ryan is Pwom Cider. IGN is IGN. 
also come to IGN and join my IGN, which is this little social networking community thing there where a lot of prizes get giveaways. We all hang out and talk to each other. We blog. There's a new stock game, which I think is awesome. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, two quick things about meet and greets. You want to meet IGN? Why don't you come hang out a little bit? Yeah. Uh, I will be, and I'm sure, I'm sure Colin for sure. I'll um, be there. Uh, probably Eddie Rickenbacker's a week from Saturday, April 1st. No, it's second, I think. <laughs> oh. Uh, anyways. If I'm in town, I will be there. Uh, hold on. We're all opening up our calendars. Um, April 2nd, uh, okay. Eddie Rickenbacker's at the corner of 2nd and Minna in San Francisco. We will be there. It will be a WonderCon meet and greet. Nothing will be free. So bring money and don't walk out on the tab. You can go there April 1st uh, and just save a seat for us. Sure. If you want to you camp out at Eddie Rickenbacker's, <laughs> uh, there you go. Have fun. And then for me personally, if you'd like to meet Greg Miller, you can find me at Meltdown Comics on April 16th in Los Angeles for the live performance of War Alive where I'll be hosting a Q&A with the actors and folks and giving away a whole bunch of stuff afterwards. You can find all that information at zombiepodcast.com or just follow me on Twitter because I'll keep tweeting about it. Ryan. Yes. Take me home. Absolutely, sir. I have an email here from, I want to say, Ikublai. I want to say that too. Yeah. Ikublai writes, hey guys, I thought the listeners might enjoy a change of pace in terms of song genre for the end of this podcast. So I'm submitting some classical orchestral driven music, the mood of the piece uh, titled Every Day I Breathe in Void. Is more soothing than perhaps some Beyond listeners are used to outside of the fireside chats. But who knows when that will happen again. Oh, it will happen again someday. So please enjoy. I don't have a band, but you can download the song off of my Newgrounds page. Just go to ikublai.newgrounds.com. By the way, ikublai is E-K-U-B-L-A-I. Ikublai.newgrounds.com. Ikublai, get out here and help build this igloo. I'm making the music, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering Ikublai has his real name here and it's very, very American, I would say he is not an, an Eskimo. The seals are attacking. He's, he's an Inuit. <laughs> he's not living in fucking Antarctica or wherever. But his character probably. Not Antarctica. Yeah, his spirit is living there. The Arctic something. The Arctic Circle. Arctic Circle. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I actually – so, by the way, if you want to send a song or you want to uh, have your band play something at the end of the show, just send me an email. And maybe have Greg ridicule you. Yeah, maybe. Whatever. <laughs> maybe we do this all the time. Love. You listen to this show. You're it my friend. You know I give people shit. That's what yeah. I'm doing, Eco Bly, right? Calm down. Uh, I'm sure you live in the tropics or whatever. And you, <laughs> you have a coconut bike. You're right around town. You coconut go, hey, bike. coconuts. They're like, I hate coconuts. We live in the tropics. I don't need you selling me coconuts, Eco Coconuts and papayas. <laughs> Ecoblai, these sharks are evolving. They're crawling out of the sea. Ecoblai, we've come for you. <laughs> Let's end it on that. All right, beyond. Yeah.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.